Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. Hello, Internet. I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy, and we're hosts of the Etiquette and Manners podcast, Schmanners, on the Maximum Fun Network. Plus, there's me, Danielle Radford. What? And me, Hal Loveland. What? And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> That's right, Travis. What are you doing on my podcast? I live with you now. You haven't even noticed me in the kitchen eating cereal? You got your podcast in my pot. Wait, what is it? Yeah. Peanut butter and red chocolate, but it's not <laughs> the same. Oh, I'm getting podcast. chocolate all over your peanut butter. <laughs> you got my, your, but this would be like if you said, like, you got your peanut butter all over my peanut butter. <laughs> Welcome to a double-decker peanut butter jar. It's all peanut uh, we butter. Host, yeah. We host Tights and Fights. We are the pro wrestling podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, and it is great to be with all of you here on a special network-wide block party. It's a block party. Can We're going to combine. Party. Yeah. Can I just say right off the bat that uh, though your show be about pro wrestling, and mm-hmm. our show be about the Anners. I think that we have more in common than not because uh, I know that tights and fights. One of your like claim to fame is it's it's like uh, pro wrestling from a non toxic, you know, standpoint from a very friendly mm-hmm. like listener welcoming standpoint. And Schmanners is all about manners and etiquette as a tool to be used to make your life better and not as a tool to judge others. I think we both come at it from a very similar, like, let's all just have fun here. Awesome. Also, uh, I did try to teach myself how to eat soup during quarantine. Very like, nice. Did very you try nice. a spoon? Because that's always worked now, for me. I've now, never... wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> the spoon is, you do have to start with a spoon. Well, first you have to start with soup. And yeah. then a mm-hmm. bowl. And then you go into spoons. Yeah, um, exactly. But there's like a way that you do soup. So that like you're, there's like a whole dragging towards you and like a thing. Really? Um, I mm-hmm. worked on it a lot. Yeah. Even I don't know this. I've seen the tilt the bowl. I've seen the spoon away. Somebody taught me that, and I'm I'm convinced to this day, and it's and it's been re- reinforced a few times that all of them are messing with me <laughs> to try and get me to because when you when you move the spoon away, then you have to carry liquid even longer before oh, yeah. it gets where it's going, which everybody who watched Double Dare knows is just a recipe oh, for spilling. It's impossible. I'm trying to remember. It's like away from the harbor and close to shore, but like at the end, you wind up like making sure that you take the the edge of the spoon and like you do it so that it doesn't drip and then there's a way that you bring it up you bring the spoon to your face not your face to the spoon and mm. then it's just a little bit of a like just like a little bit of sorry that's some ASMR for you <laughs> no that was there. great we did that, that was a lot like a little bit of a like <laughs> a little bit of a sippity do yeah it's 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 supposed to be sort of like a skim of the top almost to the outside for far edge of the bowl and then close to the soup as you bring it closer to you then you wipe it on the side of the bowl yep. before it comes up to your mouth so there's there's <sighs> sounds like a lot of work but that's only yeah. just like the the you know the broth style soup there's a whole different sort of way of eating like a noodle soup or a chunky mm. soup or a stew yeah. or all that kind of stuff. <laughs> See, I prefer to eat my soup uh, like Oliver Twist while mm. also like keeping my eyes up, make sure no <laughs> one's about to steal my soup, get very close to the bowl, put one arm oh, around to guard it. A little know. hunchy? A little yeah. hunchy hunch? Oh, no, yeah. no one's taking my soup. Like uh, like the beast and Beauty and the Beast. Exactly right? like the beast. Drink it up over your... Uh, beauty and the Beast. Uh, now, you, you guys don't normally talk about 
schmanners and manners on tights and fights. You talk about pro wrestling. Yeah. True. Although I all I want to talk about is soup now. I have one yeah. last question. On a scale of <laughs> one to ten, Teresa. This is also the way our ten, show works, by yeah. the way. <laughs> ten, ten being the rudest and one being being a proper uh, civilized person in society. When at the when I'm at a restaurant and I've I've eaten most of the soup, I've ingested most of it, but I still have some left in the bowl, and then I pick up the bowl and tilt it to my face while making eye contact with people around me. Yeah. How bad is that? Yeah, good just question. stick out your tongue. I think you just like lick it with your tongue and you just <laughs> oh, look that happens straight after. at people. Just, yeah, there are drippy drops. Again, Everything must go. It depends. it depends on what you kind of soup and where you're at because it's perfectly acceptable if you're eating ramen, for example, to True. finish the soup from the bowl mm. after you eat the noodles. So... Okay. Also, that, the other question is, do you care? Because that's the other nope. thing. If people <laughs> people might like give you a sideways glance and everything, but like if you're having dinner with people who are like, that's how, and they love that you do that, yeah. then it doesn't really matter. That's the name of his new sitcom. That's how. He runs a soup store. Well, obviously you're selling soup, but I assume there's also ladles, terrines, all kinds of the accoutrement. It's a one-stop shop for the soup that you can't drop. Wait, why can't Love you it. drop it? Hold on. Wait, what's that? Oh, we just got canceled. Oh, sorry. Man, I'm sorry. Oh, oh short-lived. Sorry to short-lived. hear that now. <laughs> so Short tell us about your show. Ride. We talked a lot about our our manners show. What do you guys? How do you guys like approach the topic? What do you do? You talk about like the current matches and because there's like storylines, right? Kayfabe, I yes. believe it's called. Yeah, we we cover it all. We talk about things that are happening. Uh, we will go back and talk about some famous matches or oh, yeah. wrestlers whose career retrospective we want to go through, ring music, or more importantly, social issues, where I am the only straight white male who talks, and I try to talk as little as possible during those segments, <laughs> and listen as modeling behavior for everybody else who is like me. And I crack jokes, and Lindsay uh, comes <laughs> with, with her gorgeous, articulate Britishness, because she is like... She can break down wrestling and she has a wrestling mind in a way that like I haven't seen from a lot of people. Like it's so different the way that she looks at the sport and it's so like interesting. And I'm just like, poop farts, butt fart, 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 fart. <laughs> well, that's what I do on our show. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Virtual high five. Yeah. Mm. Now I have a question for you because like I started in, in, in prep for this show and talking to you guys, I started like uh, researching like famous like uh, pro wrestling feuds. And I realized, like, one-third of all the ones I found involved Hulk Hogan. So then I started thinking, like, is who is more iconic to pro wrestling, Hulk Hogan or The Rock? Ooh. Um, yeah. What do you think, Danielle? I don't know. This is manners. Um, so I'm going to politely say... Um, fuck Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> On your manners yep. podcast. Yep. Fair, fair, um, fair. Just, just to go ahead and start it off with that. It's, you know what? Like, it's one of those things where I think when you think pro wrestling, a lot of people, unfortunately, Hulk Hogan will be the person that they think of because of the way that The Rock's career after pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, when you think of Dwayne now, you don't necessarily always think pro wrestling first. Yeah. You think of, like, his career in life is not defined by pro wrestling. Finally!
Whereas, like, as much as that racist dude wanted Pasta Mania to take off, um, unfortunately, we only know of him um, as this big wrestler that, like, kids got into when they were younger that made us say our prayers and take our vitamins and only say the N-word if you don't know you're being recorded. I mean, and it was also all the the merchandising. His face was everywhere. I didn't watch pro wrestling, but I knew who he was because his face was on cereal boxes and toys and mugs and like it was it was just it was inescapable i think for all the things that vince mcmahon is some good plenty of terrible he is one of the greatest promoters in history and and what he did in the early 80s was essentially take a bunch of territorial wrestling companies and get all the best talent get tv time everywhere and take wrestling national and hogan was the guy he picked to be his huge star so as bad of a human being as he has turned out to be he's always going to be linked to being one of the biggest if not the biggest wrestling star of all time because he was the first one that was national but i think the the rock has transcended wrestling in a way that john cena is starting to do as well where where and dave batista is like like uh, no one even really thinks of him in wrestling i forgot he was a wrestler until i was like (laughs) trying to talk to you guys and i was like oh yeah yeah. He's he's Drax, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only think of him as streamer, the Disney streaming icon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's in a boat forever now. That's the only way I think of Dave Batista. And I think he did a movie with Kumail Nanjiani that I'm now forgetting, but he definitely was uh, in uh, it. Yes, uh, uh, I think it was just called like, uh, it was like some pun on Uber. Yeah, Stuber. 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 Classic. Ah, four heads are better than one. (laughs) So I'm the only one who saw that in the theater? Great. Did you? Just wanted to check. I did. Oh, boy. It's not bad. Look, I like Kumail. I'm a wrestling fan, and I went to see it, and it had both of those things in it. It had had a wrestler, and it had Kumail in it. The that and there, it enough. was also it not be. a pandemic, and yeah. so it was worth it to yeah. go to a theater for a movie called Stuber. Yeah. yeah, I could go to a theater that wasn't a drive-in and, and, uh, and feel safe. I saw the Entourage movie in theaters, so I'm not going to... Me gonna... too! Oh, no. wow! Well, we got to talk about this another time. Don't Did worry, you we'll talk about... That's oh, the one yeah. you dragged me to, right? No, I didn't make you go to that one. I saw it at, like, 10 a.m. Oh, okay. at a theater, and it was me and, like, four 15-year-old boys. Oh, God. Okay. Speaking of wrestling, What's-Her-Name also became a wrestler for a while. Yeah! What was her name? I know you're talking about. Yeah, because she was in that She also movie. super sucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ronda Rousey. Rousey yes. Rousey was also in wrestling for a while. Yeah, she was Turtle's love interest. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do I know that? Why do oh, I remember? Oh, no! For a, oh, for a, no! For a second, you had talked with so much energy, Travis, that I forgot the movie we were talking about, and I felt a joy that uh-huh. immediately got pulled back into the <laughs> yeah. dark vacuum as soon as I remembered Act like most of us on this podcast haven't seen the Entourage movie. Come on. Um, Come on. I I actually have another deep dive I want to see if anyone will follow me into. When I was in Mm. high school, our Goodwill received an entire case of Black China's book. Do you remember? (gasps) She Uh, wrote a memoir. And so our friend group all bought them, you know, for like, like a quarter each and pass them yeah. out at school. There you go. <laughs> Your own distribution network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're the Lula Row of Black China's book. 
Oh my gosh. Well, we didn't you sell them. You just buy all these books and then you have a party. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you give them away with a free pair of tights. Yeah, what I, was your downline on that? How did that yeah, look? Yeah, you should have sold it. No, no I mean it wasn't. It wasn't selling. We oh. would just. It was the joke yeah. that we would hand people. Oh, have you read this yet? And you have you it heard the good word? <laughs> <laughs> like passing out Bibles. Yeah. Now I see. When I was in like uh, the good I mean, word. Yes. Right. So I was born in early eighties. So of mm-hmm. course, like I was in. The WWF era, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the uh, yep. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, the British Bulldogs. Like, I, and I had like the figures too, which I like, yep. man, the WWF knew how to do like uh, toyetics for kids. Like, they mm-hmm. gave every wrestler had like a prop. And so, like, you would buy, and it was like, here's Hacksaw Jim Duggan and his two by four. Yep. <laughs> like, part of the thing. <laughs> oh, man. And, folks, you know me. If things get a little bit out of hand, well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is not too shy about grabbing my two by four and the stars and stripes. Tough guy. Ah! He's cursed, by the way, forever now, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, when he do- he's on the convention circuit when that is functioning and he has to carry a two by four with him forever. He can't, he can't, it's, yep. it's are you his, being serious? Yeah, I yes. am. Oh, yeah, but other, wow. people, other people will bring him two by fours to be autographed. Yeah. Because it was his whole thing. That's yeah. That was his thing. Well, with the cost of lumber these yeah, days. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad, he's sitting on a gold mine right now. now. Maybe uh, so, he'll start selling. Uh, this is, uh, this is in the Venn diagram of manners and wrestling, right? I found mm-hmm. like some manners, of pro wrestlers that they have to, and uh, I'm gonna say some of these. You tell me if you know about them, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your boots dirty. Do you know about this? I read that, and it was did not sound familiar to me. But but when you when I saw it explained, it made sense. So uh, maybe uh, Danielle, have you heard of this? I've not heard of keep your dirty? boots dirty, and I know some of this carny talk, so I'm very interested to know what this is. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the the implication here is like. If your boots are too shiny and polished, it's kind of an indication that you are vain and care too much about your appearance. And the the oh. the like logical conclusion being, if you're so vain that you're worried about how your boots look, you're probably more worried about yourself than making your opponent look good. Right. And yeah. see, conversely, people will wipe their feet off before they go into the ring, which you would think would be a manners thing because they're mm-hmm. putting their feet all over each other. But it's actually an old stage thing, which symbolizes I am leaving behind myself and getting into character. Really? Yeah, That's so amazing. When you see people wipe their feet off before they go into the ring. It's not, again, necessarily that they're like, oh, God, my shoes are gross and I'm going to put these all over someone's head. It is a theater thing which says... I am now no longer Danielle Radford. I am going into the ring as I don't know what they would call me, like the Rad Star or like whatever. Oh, that's really and I'm good. gonna go in there and start like pinning people. Yeah. Like I am now in character. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh there was another one, and a lot of these have to do with like don't be egotistical, don't appear, keep your championship belt hidden as much as possible. Like when you as soon as After you go you backstage. Go backstage. Yeah, as soon as you go backstage, you're not like, check this out, everybody. <laughs> that it's like that's only for when you're making an appearance. Because it's not- a performance, right? It's like a soap what? opera. Yeah. <laughs> There's another thing where when you win the belt off of someone, 
Wrestlers are constantly in communication with each other when they're in the ring. They're talking to each other. They're talking to the ref. The refs have the people in the back in Gorilla, which is like basically production, like one of the production tables in their ears. And so there is a tradition where if you are wrestling and you win a title off of someone, you can see them tell them thank you Mm -hmm. when they like either during the pin or after the pin. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. sometimes you sometimes you can hear them speaking. Sometimes you see them like pat one another. Like the person who's winning will pat the person who's losing on the arm. I, I can tell you for WWE that there are two sets of championship belts because I have a friend, a brown who one and a black one to go with different <laughs> it's a brown shoes. One and a black one. That's right. <laughs> you get to pick the color you like. No, they have a set for TV that they keep in a cabinet. And then the talent gets gets a belt to take with them to appearances and stuff. But I, that would make sense to me because generally it goes in a bag. You keep it with you. You don't want to lose it. There are a million stories wrestlers will tell if they have the title of, of being stopped at airport security because it sets off the metal detector. But there, Do we but, have time for me to tell the story about the AEW belt? Please. Please? Yeah. I would love it. So the... AEW is a new promotion. It's very exciting. They're doing very exciting things. They got Chris Jericho, which was a huge coup for them because at the time he was the biggest, like, internationally known name they had. He won their brand new, spanking new, gorgeous belt. And so he takes the belt on a night out. Uh, He goes to a chain steakhouse, which people have argued about which steakhouse it is, but he goes to a chain steakhouse with the belt. The belt is his date. He's eating steak. He's having a good time. He's drinking. Woo, 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 woo. Their brand new belt, this brand new company that is trying to establish themselves and their brand new champion, sometime during the night, he loses this guy. (gasps) Get out. Not kayfabe. Not kayfabe. This is not a wrestling thing. The belt is gone. Um, and no one can figure out if it's like he left it in the car and the car drove off or if someone took it while he was in the bathroom. Um, but his brand new shiny thing, the first time anyone has had this very shiny title, it gets stolen at a steakhouse. Oh, boy. And it still hasn't, like, surfaced or anything as far as we know? They definitely came out with another title belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it the same title belt? Who knows? Oh, I like boy. to think that the original is in a lost and found bin at yeah, the right? Tampa Houston Steakhouse. <laughs> this could be anybody's. Maybe uh, that'll show yeah. up at Goodwill. <laughs> There's no I'll way that's the real one. Ready. Yeah. 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 But see, this is one of those reasons why it's like, look, old school days, you carry around your championship and you're like, I'm the man. But it's like, maybe you should just keep that yeah, right? inside, your, inside your lockers. This is like when when uh, when we went to dinner with Hal and I lost my wedding ring oh, behind, uh, yes. behind a booth you know, in a restaurant and the booth was attached to a wall so they couldn't yeah. get the booth off. And they got my phone number and said, if we ever remodel, Model, we'll call you. <laughs> Every once in a while, I will talk to Jennifer, my wife. You all know Jennifer, but maybe people listening don't. And I, and I will get mad that they had seats, they had booths set up against a glass, against their window, against the exterior, that had space for things to fall down, but no way to retrieve them. Correct. 
It's very upsetting. Terrible. And you, terrible you both design. handled it in stride. Thank you. Wonderfully. I was, I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. I was like, the whole restaurant is starting to get up out of their yes. seats <laughs> to try and find this ring. And I just wanted to crawl under the table. Everybody was paying oh. so much attention to be. It's so weird to be embarrassed because everyone is attempting to help. Yeah. And when you're just like, no, please yeah. stop. Just sit back down. Please, everybody. It's fine. It's, I've already forgotten about it. Don't worry about it. We're getting divorced. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, so here's another rule I found, which is basically like shake everybody's hand. That like when you're mm-hmm. all, when, like you're mm-hmm. shaking the employees, you're shaking the other wrestlers, you're shaking everybody. And apparently there was an old tradition, uh, which is now not as common, but to shake with like a limp hand to show like mm-hmm. you are safe with me. I'm not like challenging you. Like this is a soft handshake instead of like, you know, you're not death gripping, which I kind of really like. It's kind of like a secret code, right? Like a secret handshake. You would give a uh, another like a coworker professional person, but it makes so much sense that you would shake everybody who's involved from, you know, from bottom, the bottom to the top. And that's, that's kind of like, um, that feels very theatrical as well because uh, when you are in theater you are definitely beholden to the stagehands to the lighting techs to the sound tech like everybody you know teamwork makes the dream work there there's one more thing that i'm hoping you guys know more about because i found that it existed but i couldn't Mm -hmm. find the thing which is wrestler's court? Yes. Oh my god. C- can we can we <clears throat> briefly talk about the handshakes first? Yes, because sorry, I find yes, it, I find it I find it fascinating as well and then we will totally talk about wrestler's court which is, it is a 100% real thing. Yeah. 100% real thing still happening um still weird everywhere. But the the handshakes is definitely also from a time where the business was very protected. The the idea of kayfabe was not something that that we you know we didn't know about that growing How up. How you want to tell we what kayfabe kids. is? Yes, kayfabe, which is which is supposed to be from Pig Latin, is really carny language, is the is the facade of of wrestling that we see. So kayfabe is that the Undertaker is an actual Undertaker with supernatural powers. That that the matches are not predetermined. It's the presentation of things as real. So when somebody fake shoots, kayfabe, fake it. Is, okay. it becomes kayfabe. So to protect the business. When somebody new comes into the locker room, you needed a way for them to identify themselves and for you to understand that they were inside the business. And so that handshake, nobody goes in purposefully with a very limp handshake. So that became the way not only to know you're going to take care of me, but you're in the business. You oh. know, it's your actual, you are, I know you are a worker. You are somebody who wrestles. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. really is. Okay, yeah, so and they couldn't do the thing from the sting that was taken. Yeah. So uh, what yeah. is wrestler's court? Oh my god. So anytime there would be like a major confrontation between like two wrestlers or two workers, um, and it got to a point where it was like egregious and might like actually disrupt what was happening, like not a thing that two people could handle themselves. Whoever was, there's always a locker room leader, and whoever the locker room leader is, and for decades it was the Undertaker would sit down backstage and they would have wrestling court where you would actually go through the motions and like present your sides and the undertaker would dole out punishments and say like, okay, well you wronged this person so you have to do this, but this thing you did was also kind of crappy so now you have to do this. And it might, 
in a good world, you would like to believe it with certain things like you've got to carry someone's bags for a month or you got to pay for drinks for a month or whatever. Um, some wrestling court punishments were like, uh, uh, allegedly, 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 I'm just going to sprinkle that over everything, um, were like not that great. Like some wrestle court punishments were definitely like more like the things that you would do for a prank for someone, but you're doing it for that person. But essentially it's like a way to like lay down the law to be like, we have rules and these rules weren't followed. And we have to do this so that all of us can continue to work. Because even if you don't like someone, you have to be able to trust that person when you get inside that ring to not hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was one of those ways of like making sure that everyone was taken care of and that like things were handled. And then after that, you're not allowed to like go into the ring and to use some uh, carny, not, uh, carny jargon, go stiff which is when you actually hit someone, going to work for yourself, when you actually put them into hold so that you wind up being the winner. Like things like that, you're, you know, do receipts where if someone goes stiff on you or has done things in the past, you give them a receipt by then trying to legitimately hurt them. This is a way to say like, this is over now. Mm. You are no longer allowed to take this out on each other because we have a show to do. Yeah. I love it. That makes sense. Speaking of shows to do, I want to know, so for Schmanner's listeners who are like, listen, I clearly, Tyson Fights is great. Where should I start? We we did an episode recently where we where we talked about the career of William Regal, who is a British mm-hmm. wrestler who has been all over American wrestling as well. He's currently the in the general manager role on NXT, which is the the WWE developmental brand. But he also is very his debut in 2000 was him teaching everybody manners. Oh, so yeah. that might be a good yeah. place to start. He w- he was a bad guy at the time because nobody, don't you tell me what fork to use for salad. Oh, I see. Yes, that is episode 251. And then most recently we talked about representation in wrestling. And Which we, when, it's an ongoing yeah. topic, but we really got into it recently. That's so cool. That's awesome. That's what we suggest. What about what about Schmanners for people? I mean, I am a fan. Well, obviously, I always recommend the thank you notes episode. I think that mm. it is Ooh. it is something that you know everyone can relate to. We've all been like kind of elbowed by our you know our family to be like you gotta write grandma thank you note for that thing wait what voice is that who is that in my family <laughs> it is your dad that's my that's how my dad that's sounds your, to you that's your dad oh man uh, but, that's a really good clint and well thanks i thought so too i yeah. also highly recommend the idioms episode we do a uh, that is not what i thought you were gonna say oh what do you think i, was gonna I say? thought you were gonna recommend the emily post i biography. actually was i was gonna do that one too oh my goodness okay Okay, so we did a biography of Emily Post, and it's absolutely fascinating, and everyone should check that out. But we also do a series where we take, like, commonly used idioms and talk about the origins of them and how they developed. And, like, I think we're on, like, ev- like 10 episodes of There so really far. are just so many idiom episodes at this point. I, I can't believe that in our life we talk in such riddles all the right. time. Like, you That's know, just wrestling jargon. That's amazing. Yeah. Here's, okay, yeah. here's an amazing one right off the top of my head. Let the cat out of the bag. So this came from when they used to sell like suckling pigs in bags, but like people who were liars would put just like stray cats in the bag so it would wriggle around and then say like, yeah, that's a suckling pig. And then they'd sell it to you. But if you open it up, you would let the cat out of the bag. So that's where Uh, the idiom let uh the cat out of the bag came from. Right? Like, that's why you never think about, we <laughs> say these amazing. we say these things all the time, and you're just like, you know, like how you let the cat out of the bag. And you're like, yeah, but that came from somewhere. 
So if you're I looking for those episodes, the thank you episode was on January 26, 2016. The Emily Post episode, we actually recently re-aired it because it is that good. So the re-airing is on January 23rd, 2020. And then the Idioms Part 1, our, our OG Idioms episode is June 20th, 2020. Everybody should check that. If you listen to Tights and Fights, you enjoy comedy and learning things. And that is something Schmanners does extremely well. And also, like, uh, it takes the stress out of a lot of things that people do, either don't know or do, we're, we're so afraid, like, thank you notes, we're so afraid to get into them that having it explained de-stresses it and you'll actually look forward to the next time you either send or receive one. And let me uh, give a quick plug for Tyson Fights, which is to say, maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't really care about pro wrestling. Well, you don't have to, because you guys make it very interesting and fun, and it's one of my favorite things in the world is to listen to interesting people talk about things they are interested in, whether I am interested in it or not, right? And it's like, there are some things where it's like, I end up caring more about the show than I do about actual pro wrestling. So go check it out. And whether you care about pro wrestling well, or not, you. yeah, you'll fall thank in love you. with the show because the hosts are charming and funny. And that is going to do it for us. It's been so much fun. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Danielle and, and Hal. Uh, I hope that everybody is having fun with the Max Fun Block Party. Go check out Schmanners. I think it's great. And Tights and Fight, <laughs> which is also great as part of the celebration. Thank you, everybody. And goodbye! Thank you, bye! Thank you, bye! bye. Ooh, is it block party? Is it time for beer? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.